Are you that friend who's always afraid of social situation? Are you that friend who's living paycheck to paycheck? Are you that friend who thinks twice before purchasing a bubble tea? Oh my god, that sounds like all three of us! Not anymore, you are listening to Broke No More, where we talk in and out about business and startups. Welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. And we are the hosts of Broke No More. This is Lakshmi. This is Javier. And this is Aurut Otu and Shah Rosha. So happy to hear your voice. Yes, after so long, um, I got COVID, by the way, would advise all of you to just stay safe. But apart from that, I can't wait to talk about this week's podcast. We have something fun planned. Um, any of you want to tell what it is? Or am I the only one enthused about this? No, you better you go ahead. People will amuse to hear your voice. Okay, so basically, this episode, we are going to pitch our ideas um, and just see what our members think and hopefully what you think. So do comment on whether you liked our pitch, whether you would buy a pseudo prototype or pseudo product. And yeah, so let's start. Okay, so you guys can give up your shots. What's the one idea or one of the ideas that you have that like pitch into your audience now? Fingers pointing at Lakshmi. So yeah. Again, interesting. Okay, so what um, I thought was, it's called chip-in. For example, say you go abroad. Okay. okay? Yeah. And you have Pela, but one of your friend has Venmo. Okay, so two different paying methods. Yeah, how are you going to pay each other? Split them. One person will download yeah, Pela. One, yeah, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, but that's... The, and even right now, that's what we do, right? One person splits and then everyone pays them back. And it's yep. easy when it's in your home country or in the country you live in. But with exchange students, if you're elsewhere, what do you do? So basically, a global payment network where you can give money to anyone from any place. Does it not exist? I mean, PayPal exists, it's, right? PayPal exists. Do you include the option of splitting and paying? Yeah, that's the thing. You can split. You can, for example, if you go to a restaurant, you both, um, it scans the receipt and you both can uh, choose what you um, chose to eat and both of you can pay together via. Wait, so you mean like it's integrated to the receipt? It's integrated to the receipt. It's integrated to something fun. Yeah, so it's not just a, a payment method service, I guess, but more of when you go to a restaurant, it just eliminates the problem of one person paying. But there's always benefits to one person paying, right? I mean, as the individual that always wants to pay first, there's so much benefits to What's like paying the benefits? first. The biggest benefit, if you don't know, is if you use a credit card, right, you actually get like miles and cashback from it. So imagine if you go with a group of 10 and then you, your bill is maybe 110, which is like $20 and the whole total bill is $200. On the $200, imagine if you have like 1.5% cashback. You're getting $6 on it. So you're effectively only paying $14 for your bill. That, but most of the time, like if it's a very like a custom friend group, people take their own sweet time to pay you back. 
Yeah. So in the meantime, you have you don't have like one twenty bucks that you don't know when you will get, and sometimes the conversation is awkward to be like, "Hey yo, you know you just owe me money. You want to give it back? You know to eliminate the entire process of awkward conversations, one person paying. And let's be honest, not a lot of people pay through their credit cards. Most just have a debit card, and there's not a lot of things. And to do unless it's your very close friend. If it's your close friend, you can avoid that awkwardness. You can just yeah. ask him pay the money back, yeah. and he will. But if it's just a guy who know, guy or girl who know you badly, so, uh, yeah. And sometimes it's always the ah, oh, it's okay, it's on me. But actually, you don't want it to be on you. You don't want to be the only person paying. That's why you can always get them to pay on the spot. That's what she's saying. Bring I mean, this up. Yeah, but you can, can just pay you on the spot. You know, you can do that. But uh, I, what if I just you. Mm. Just simplify the task, man. You want to pay and get a follow up. Kind of. Everyone wants just something simple. You don't see it as a problem because I don't think it's something that. Um, how do I say? Like I have a lot of exchange friends, and then it's so weird that after we had such a nice conversation, we're sitting in the table getting the bills done, each splitting tax, each splitting there. One had a salad, one had like a big burger, so splitting that, splitting that with tax, and it's just you don't want that. So an app that does everything for you, you pay it and it pays it to you. So that's just the rough idea it has. I it think it has potential, but I mean, for me as a user, I I would definitely not use it because I prefer the central planning system, which is where I do all the splitting, where I do all the. Yeah, you are getting benefits, so you'll prefer it. What yeah. about others? True. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a user. I won't be a user yeah, of that idea. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, what about Roshan? I'm not traveling like a lot, okay? I'll, even in Singapore, I don't travel much. Mm. It's like college and home to me. So I don't guess I would be a potential user, but I know people who travel a lot mm. across countries. So I guess it's a good option for them. Or like they can have a single account and they don't worry about traveling outside as well, yeah. even as a friend, because they can split it easily. Not mm. just exchanging money, but also splitting money is possible. So I guess it's one of the good options. Yeah. I think that's an interesting towards it but one issue that you might face is definitely economies of scale how many people are actually willing to pick this up that's true that's true that I agree so it's just like you know uh, when someone tries to pitch in this idea need to do, do a lot and lot of market analysis yep. see how many like uh, as for me I would say people who are traveling for business frequently across countries and students who are going on exchange programs. So I guess these are the only two of people who but if you are think about target it, audience. It's still a very small group and a niche audience. Mm. Because how many people are business owners? Not a lot of people are business owners. But they do travel for business, right, as a group. Like, I'm meaning those people. I'm not saying the owners alone. If I'm having a foreign client and we need to go a group to meet them as a business trip, I guess... All those people who won't do the business part, they also find time to hang out in that country. Mm. So for people like them, I guess it's useful. It's useful. Or I guess to phrase it better, I can say it is, has a good impact on them. What's your opinion? Do you think it's something that you will see a massive audience or is ultimately still a very, very niche? It depends on the location, first of all. Because when I went to Stanford, um, everyone wanted this there because the, there the population is more international. So they would rather have something that makes payment easy. And even then, not a lot of people had PayPal. So it, and when we went out, there it's like so difficult because you have a tip and some people don't want to pay the tip. Then if one person pays who wants to pay the tip, then you have to split the tip. And all these small, small things that is very specific to that location, 
was I think people would use it kind of there, but not maybe in Singapore or any other place. Yeah. I think it's something that uh, we don't really think about in Singapore because it's so convenient, especially if government implemented yeah. the pay now. Oh my God, with pay now, it's like everyone is just like, hey, like you have always heard people like, okay, oh, you can just pay now me later. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Because it's just so convenient nowadays agreed, and agreed. like interbank transfers especially. Yep, agreed. But that's a rough idea. So let's hear any ideas from both of you. Anything that Okay, you I'll shoot out next. Um... I know my idea is like a sum up of two or three startups, but let me say it, okay? Uh, my area is targeting students who are writing research papers, rep- project reports and stuff. You have Grammarly to correct your grammar mistake. Even Word can help you, but Grammarly is somewhere a bit better. They can rephrase your sentence completely. You have softwares like EndNote that can help you to maintain the bibliography and to keep in track of your reference as well. So, uh, is there any one single software, okay, like not that can do not just this too, but it can also ensure there's no plagiarism. You have Turnitin to maintain just to check one and only plagiarism, EndNote to maintain bibliography, and you have Word document to type in, and you have Grammarly to do the utmost grammatical corrections. Mm-hmm. So, if there is any one software that can do everything, you know, I guess a lot it can make the students who write their project thesis and stuff much more mm-hmm. easier writing a project thesis is a heck of a task and you already do a lot of research you want to put in your analysis get some interpretations you do a lot of things before and after that you want to write a report it's mm. you know you all your brain will be like giving you ideas to put in into a draft but if you have software that can help you in shaping your uh, ideas i mean shaping your report and also ensure that it's Completely your own report, not a plagiarized one. I guess it'll be a better thing. I'm not sure if there's any startup that exists that can do everything. But if there is, you can recommend me the same. What's your take on this? Very interesting. That's it? <laughs> I'm not very sure whether it will work. I mean, as a economics major, I don't really write papers. or So I'm not very familiar with the... That mm. is the answer. Yeah. No, but as a soci major, I think it would work. Because we write uh, sociology, by the way. We write a lot of papers. So I think maybe a place where it checks my grammar, it acts like a Word document, more like a Google Docs, also checks plagiarism. But it depends on how much it is. Because if it's even a dollar, I'm not going to pay for it. I guess few softwares are worth to pay. If I, mean, I would yeah, say yeah. if it's come kind of affordable because you have people paying for Grammarly. Even I used, uh, I had once premium sc- subscription, but the cost was quite high, so I dropped it off after one year. No, but then you have a lot of these. I agree, Grammarly is like they market it so well that now yeah. the only thing you think of is Grammarly. But there are so many other free softwares that exist you know that you don't need they give you something like a credit system basically oh. you know like they give you some credit so you can do only for this you, then they ask you to sign in but mm-hmm. signing in they would say access to your data and stuff you're not sure how they're going to use their data but if it's a paid software it's mandatory that they respect your data and you know maintain the privacy of it yep. so that's I why many people go towards the paid options so if you have a software that can do a multitude of things that I said I guess it's a very good working one I'm not sure about the economist point of view because as he said, I don't know, you are writing reports, but for engineering ones, uh, here we have the sociology ones. I guess it's a mandatory or something that can help us a lot. Mm, interesting, yeah. 
it's a, it's the the idea of it is interesting but it depends on where you'll implement it will you make it uh institutionalized software where every institution can use it or will you make it personalized where it's up to the individual like grammarly an individual can choose it yeah so yeah there are things to consider but i think the idea itself is not bad yeah so zevia if you i guess you have like maybe minimal opinion which you said but now it's time for to share your idea with the audience uh my idea is to uh, focus more on an adulting website so like cuz uh you know there's so many different like adult uh websites catered towards for example financial literacy mm. uh date ideas i mean there's so many different uh, blogs content. Yeah, uh, not just blogs, but like um, Telegram group channels and stuff like that. So why not we have everything in one place in terms of uh, personal uh, in in terms of a uh, adulting website and application maybe. But isn't there like so many adulting websites? What will you be doing different? So uh, the uh, the difference is that mo there's there's a lot of adulting websites, but yeah. it's not it's very niche area in there. I, but isn't that what I like? Isn't that what people like? Like, if I'm searching for financial literacy, I don't want, I don't want anything else uh, in the blog other than that. Like, I don't want to know about adulting or about dating. I wanted to search about financial literacy. I'm just going to do that. Like putting in, ev- like putting everything in one, doesn't it like convu- convolute it a bit? I think you can see as like a sub channels and. So you have an overarching brand which is towards catered towards adulting. Okay, uh specifically in the financial literacy currently. Mm. There are uh definitely articles. Mm. So for example dollar and cents, they are into financial journalism, financial mm. literacy journalism. Then on another aspect, Sydney is more on financial forums. Okay. Financial literacy forums. So then for But why do you want to combine everything though? No, so the thing is that it is more of like It's an application where you can, for example, put in your. You do you know about SG Findex? I know. Okay, SG Findex is something where you can combine all your, uh, bank accounts into the system. It's by MAS. Uh, so once you combine all the systems into that, into the SG Findex, you can see your net worth and everything. But what if we can we are able to give recommendations based on your profile, on your SG Findex. So for example, we know uh, through your SG Findex, we know exactly how much money you have, mm. everything, and then we give recommendations based on your patterns of spending. And because of like, we we will eventually know how much you are spending and like. But I think there are a lot of things like that already in the market. In terms of like finding your spending, I guess, uh, your yes, spending yes, advice. yes. But in terms of like uh more using like utilizing the SG FinTech system, okay. and from there, uh, for example, you, from there you can branch out into like dating ideas. So the main the main i the main idea is like for example, based on your finances, he'll give you recommendations. For example, you set your budget to be three hundred dollars. Then you are approaching month end already, and you are maybe left with like twenty dollars or something, mm. and you want to go on date. Then there are recommendations that are catered to you based on your lifestyle. So like you analyze like for example what kind of expenses you have. Ex- uh, so for example you have spent a lot of money on McDonald's. So like we know that mm. you like you are you like fast food. Or for example you spent a lot of money on Mexican restaurant. Yeah. Because what you what you probably do not know is for example every single transaction has a merchant code. Mm. So there's MCC based on MCC and based on 
the merchant name, you can deduce what kind of uh you, using AI you can deduce what kind of like a uh, companies is. Mm. So for example, if you like a lot of Mexican food, then the algorithm can push you Mexican food. Can. Yeah, I mean it's in a, in a way it's financial literacy is the whole thing, but based on your budget and thing, you can branch out into dating ideas or like gift ideas based on all these mm. patterns. I just think it's like uh, a different version of it is in the market. So I'm not sure how, yeah, how you would... Yeah, for example, if you want to talk about like tracking expenses and stuff like that, yes, but ultimately it is a manual process. Mm. As of now, it's still a manual process. It's not an automated process. So you're introducing automation in this field, right? Yes. Okay. So autom- like all your transactions are updated across the banks onto the uh, system. So you're like helping the process of adulting with one automated software or something like yes. that. Yes. And from there, like if you are near your budget or if you want to, sp- like if you are closing into a budget, you want to go on a budget date, then there will be recommendations pushed to you along with like uh, reviews <laughs> and stuff like that. I love the idea. It's like, you know, I it sounds like it's own Instagram. You know, like, uh, or let's me to phrase it better. That's a software called Free Pick. It can give you all design uh, templates or designs uh, for any topic. If you want a T-shirt design, you can get a T-shirt design. Like Canva. Ah, uh, like more than Canva. It's Canva. You can edit it, but this is not. You can download the file, which will be an Illustrator file, and you can edit it. Mm. So here, the thing why I'm saying this is because any sort of designer, not need not be a T-shirt designer or a person poster designer or UI or UX designer. Anyone can use the software. Mm. The same way is, is adulting one. It's not just a financial person needs to use it. If he needs uh, any other help on terms of adulting or just uh, wants to understand how similar people experience like a blog, he, yeah. they can use it. So it's like the tag, it's like a big uh, brand which has various products and you can select the product that you want. So I guess it's workable one. And I mean, I think your key, which you didn't mention, but you mentioned later on, is the automation part. I think that's that is what would change exactly because ultimately, you see, like when you're, I mean, I do agree that the automation is the big thing because when you are crossing across adult things, all the different sites, right? You are not really pushed to something Mm. that you like. And by thinking, I think one thing to me is that financial data is very important because financial data can tell a lot about a person, how this person spends. And how we how far is this person willing to travel and stuff like that? Because the financial data can easily tell where you are staying. Mm. Yeah, correct. How I how I mean like one example I can give you is more and more people currently are using their bank cards as their uh, EasyLink card, and through that you can tell where is the person staying mm. and like all all the different information. So through that actually you can extract a lot of information about a person and use that to push an algorithm towards the consumer. And uh, yeah. and I think the biggest part about that is that. In marketing sense, a lot of people try to push revenue. Mm. So be by that, like, oh, uh, but in my app, I'm trying to, like, help people maintain their budget. The main goal, ultimately, is with financial planning. Interesting. So uh, it's not like I'm aggressively pushing you this because, yeah, based on your history, you like mm. this. But in this case, you are constrained by your budget too. So we will take in consideration your budget and push you something else. Um, your software, nah, it's like you need to have a, a very strong firewall because you're trying to interlink with banks. Mm-hmm. I don't guess people have same bank. They have different banks to use. So I, I, I think the thing is that uh, the M- it's still, MES has already been working on this like uh, with the SG Findex. But definitely one big issue is that um, 
I don't see this idea ever. Uh, as of now, it isn't technically possible. Yep. yep. Because uh, uh, the system, like the SG Fintech system is still in its infancy. Mm. And once it's much more developed, then maybe uh, there will be APIs where we can use and work by working with MAS. So, because ultimately the company in the in the long run will still have to be registered with MES yep. because you'll be using financial data and working on financial stuff and the benefit but the benefit is that by working with MES most likely you might have access to this SG Findex data mm. and they will allow you to but uh, to like conduct all these activities but it will probably be 10 years or 20 years down the road even when you're trying to use it you should also be ethically responsible because mm-hmm. you're using someone's data so I think that's something this uh, your idea needs to be worked on and talking about adulting let me suggest all the audience and these to co-host a video so this video was from the Wong Fu Productions so it's a video called How I Became an Adult I'm not sure how many of you have gone through that video before but I say that this is one of the good videos that talks about adulting it's not like overemphasizes or uh, it's a sweet narrative an organic narrative that says how do you transfer yourself into an adult the start says I gone through a breakup, but doesn't mean it's like you're going from a breakup to become an adult. You can be even a student who graduated and clueless on what to do. You can even from that stage, still the video applies for you. So if you have time, you can watch it. And if you also want to talk about us or if you want to watch our previous episodes, it's available on Spotify under the banner Radio Pulse. And with this, we take a sign off from part one. Stay tuned for part two. So welcome back listeners and you are on part 2. So Lakshmi, it was your idea to for the part 2. So yeah, talk about your idea and we'll share our inputs towards it. Yeah, um, I mean, the entire idea for this podcast was mine, FYI. Yes. Um, no, but that yes, being boss. said... Yes, yes, yes. Who's, yes who's, whose choice was it? Uh? <laughs> whose name was it? Nah. No, but for part two, we thought, um, let's share about our favorite startups or apps that we're using, promote things that we find are meaningful, considering that all of us, or at least people who are listening, want to have a startup. So yeah, um, anyone wants to go first? Do you have anything in mind? Okay, I'll start first. So yes. okay. the startup that I want to share is Gumroad. So Gumroad. Can you spell it like? G U M R O A D. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm what hearing for the first time. Yeah. So it's like it's an e-commerce platform where you can sell anything, and it's mainly targeted at creators. Okay. So I'm a bit confused. Actually, you know what? You finish it, and then I'll shoot up my questions. So it's basically more creators-related stuff. So like 3D models. Uh, audio related music like anything you can think of notion templates so it's basically for you all to sell anything yes it's more artistic kind of like stuff. okay that makes sense that makes sense meaning I was thinking like initially I was like why are they not using Carousel you know um, but then I realized I think uh, Gumroad is better I mean if you want to sell art on Carousel I but mean is Gumro- <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna sell Excel templates online <laughs> No, but is Gumroad like um very Singapore specific or is it universal? No, it's a universal thing. I like the idea. I think everyone listening, if you're a creator or just someone who has... You can sell anything like... Yeah, if you have good notion... Temp- 
I would buy a good notion template. That makes sense. There's also things like uh, VR, like avatar assets, like editing assets and stuff like that. There's so many things. Wow, you know, it's almost like a mini NFT kind Kind of. of. It's kind of, yeah. It looks wow. so, but it's crazy. mainly for creators. So like your content. Wait, creators. but if I'm if I'm not a creator, I cannot post, is it? You can, you can post, but I mean the platform is targeted at content creators. Uh, when you say is targeted for content creators, meaning is it content only creator, for content creators? No, meaning is it content creator selling to a content creator, or is it content creator to anyone? Content else? creator selling to other people. To other people. So okay. everyone basically. So basically, you can sell a lot of things. I mean, but of course, like access, like all this yeah, kind of access yeah. things will be more content creator buying from other content creators. Mm, understood. Understood. It's or, a good platform to exchange your ideas, I guess. Yeah, you can even like sell like your books and stuff like that, like ebooks. Ooh. So you monetize your hobby. Yeah. I mean, it's a good way to monetize your hobby. Lah. I agree. I think Gumroad is a good solution. Yeah, yeah I like it. What about you, Roshan? What's uh, something that you've used or you like or like? Oh, um, there's something called as my alumni network. So uh, it it is a platform where I can collect, I mean, connect with my seniors who graduated from my college, irrespective of what year they are in. So it has a database. It's, it's only for your college? Yep. It's like applicable for each colleges. Ah. So if I'm... And my undergrad notion is from Shastra, so I can connect with members of Shastra. But can if I, NUS is there, they can join. Only it's money for the college students. How is it different from LinkedIn? Meaning I could just go to see my alumni and then connect there, right? Uh, here, people who are connecting are very much confident that you are reaching out to a student. Like, you know, you are reaching out to your own senior. Like LinkedIn, if you want to type and you want to check who it is, you want to browse and understand. But when I go through here, I know who is who are my seniors and working where. It's like which is exactly what you can see in LinkedIn. Who are, who are your seniors when they graduated and where they are working? Oh, it's like it's own LinkedIn, but pertaining towards your own students. Like it's only for that college. LinkedIn oh. is worldwide, and even in LinkedIn, that's one problem. When you're trying to connect some people, right? Uh, that's one thing. Like you don't have any networks with them. You should build more networks to connect with that particular person. I don't, I don't know so. how I had this fa- face this problem a lot. Like I type in from Google name from names which I want to connect. It shows it when I click on them. It says you don't have that many networks to connect with that particular person. You need no, to. No, I, I have you faced that issue. I have before? faced it. I but don't, I don't think I think that's uh, some uh, issue from only your side. No, a few of my friends have faced it as well. It's like, it's, if you have very uh, less number of networks, or uh, if you're reaching out to someone who has contrastingly higher number of connections, then it's existing. I don't really have that issue. Okay, yeah. like it might be someone like me. Um, no, 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 no. It's not. I think it's also. It could just be the other individual setting. To be honest, like some people, you would need to send them a request. And I mean, no, no. I, mean, I have this is something separate from that. There is also this option, but this I don't know how many of them have experiencing this. If you are experiencing, and let us know through the poll or question. Okay, I mean, our main question is which company that you like which startup you like and why yeah. but you can use the same question to let us know whether you face the same experience or the same issue in LinkedIn but in my alumni network I don't face such issues I can just connect any- anyone with the only criteria is they should have graduated from my university or college I mean but to be honest why I like I don't really see it as like what, what Lakshmi say I don't really see it as a potential long term thing because you can you, you mentioned you can connect with anyone there's one potential I- issue with like e-stalking and stuff like that. Right? 
isn't it a bit yeah it's very professional you don't post any photos over there just you have your name your contact number what you're doing apart from that you have postings like if you have any job openings or if you want any people to join a company you can post such status it's mm. highly professional platform we can't do any sort of you know there's like no room for doing any stalking i mean but like if i'm there and someone wants my number they can get it through that you know that's closed access i guess in right number uh, but okay. you can be careful on sharing your data but when you upload a number which means you are allowing someone to mm-hmm. connect it right if you don't mm-hmm. feel you can just stick only to your email you can yeah. reach out still through your email i don't know i mean it's something that i wouldn't use and i don't some, see yeah true maybe maybe once it's there i might use but for now i'm happy with linkedin because all all my networks i get from there any senior i want to respond i message them they reply back so but i can see maybe where you um benefit from it but for now i don't see it as a pressing need where i'll shift from linkedin to this i don't say you shift from linkedin you can't ignore linkedin for the mass appeal it has i'm yeah. just saying it's like this is a closed community something like something mm. like that yeah makes sense i mean if it's a closed community it's not going to be a long good startup because once it explodes you have to cater to the masses you can't just always be a closed community no but he's saying everyone has the close community the network facilitates like like how he had it for his university you can create it in nus you can create it in smu so i think the business potential is there but would people use it mm, maybe it's like from far uh, college yeah we have a good networks but i'm not sure about other universities and stuff but still maybe it's not in singapore yeah maybe just not singapore maybe yeah. i mean singapore is so i mean linkedin is like i mean and the, the country is so small like you want someone you get the number you just like figure it out you know? everyone is a friend of a friend everyone is a friend of a friend <laughs> everyone okay so, we have a huge population back there so yeah, i guess makes this sense, makes sense. i mean if i want yeah like, literally if i want someone i just go up to find the person lah. i mean some yeah. one of my friend would definitely know the friend agreed totally agreed <laughs> okay now let me go with your idea with um the thing that i like but that's the thing right i feel like i'm speaking it or like pitching it to the wrong audience cuz both of you are not going to have any opinion or say like what it's so there are okay th- talk about your idea we'll say not idea it's the thing it's a makeup product okay so Continue. it's oh. it's it's very specific to um da- dark skin tones oh. so so far all the makeup brands that there they just create they create for everyone obviously they're not eliminating the dark skin tones okay. but then problems such as like the intricacy of it suiting your face or the shade looking good is not necessarily created so oh. there's a brand called live tinted okay. which was uh which started 2 years ago and it, it's already like been acquired seed funding is really high and they make it very specific to just brown tones which the market hasn't deeply penetrated Yeah so because of that it's more inclusive when you wear something you like it though i look like a complete mess today in the studio luckily you all cannot see but generally when like i'm getting ready it just helps like it knows it works well on you so i think that that's a brand that was a game changer for me yeah this sounds interesting for me like uh, i i don't see potentiality for me to use it obviously <laughs> are you sure roshan do you want to give it a go i no. I, i mean for me wise i mean i am in the content industry so i am familiar with this kind of stuff mm. but 
I'm in the Chinese content industry, so I'm not as familiar with like. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with the product on the target audience. I agree with that. But one is familiar with the target audience. One is familiar with the product. But, but both are yeah. not using it, and that's yeah. so obvious. We can't use it. True. No, um, no, I mean, you can't say you can't use yeah, it. You can you use it. Yeah. I can't. I mean, okay, I, I can't use it. Discrimination, uh, Roshan. What is? I this? I said okay. I said I, I can't, can't use it, it, but you can use it. I mean, it's not for my skin tone, right? I no, guess, but so. that's the thing. It's made for a lot of skin tones. So the thing is, it will. Look good on mine, but it also look good on yours. Mm. But then it's more suited for mine. Then why not I go get products that are more suited for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It doesn't eliminate you. Just like how conventional product doesn't eliminate brown skin, but it's just not good on brown skin. Roshan, is this suitable for you? Yeah, it is suitable for you. Should I don't we do guess I'm going to use it. Don't yeah, we can do a test <laughs> next no, you, week. You guys can try your products. I'm so happy with the face I have, so I don't want any makeups to cover it. Mm. It's okay. You can still put concealer. Yeah, it's always about enhancing. No one, no yes. one hates their face. They just want to look. Okay, I have fine. I don't want any enhancement. I'm fine the with this. The dark circles, we can get them. I'm off. fine with this. I'm fine with dark circle. I'm, I'm fine with pimples. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Kidding. Whatever I we have. We can make you face. look like a Korean opa. <laughs> okay, if you want, you can use it. Okay, I'm fine with whatever the level I have. Okay, so okay. if you want enhancement, you guys can use it. Our friend here is very defensive, but yeah, yep. that's the product that no, I'm happy with being. I, I think that's the issue with like. Engineering people, you know, in general. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's not it's an engineering issue. That's an issue of Roshan. Okay, I coin it. Okay, no, don't fail. Don't sh- fall into negative shades of engineers by saying this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if if there anything else that we can, if you guys find useful. Or any startups that you say that you can suggest. Oh, another thing that I found that I I don't remember the name, but I want to know if y'all would use it. Cause surprisingly, my generation was they really loved the idea. But excuse, my, not my generation. What do you mean by my generation? Meaning all of us, all oh, of us. So sorry, but, I older than you. So my wrong okay, generation. Wrong generation. Our generation. Our generation. Okay. Ignore that the old guy. Just listen to it. Like listen to it, and we will see. Okay. So um, the idea is basically like you know we have thrift shops. Yeah. Right now, yeah. but thrift shops for traditional clothes, for example, like Indian, like for example, like Indian wear oh. has a lot of traditional yeah. clothes. Chinese June, Chinese New Year, like you have a lot of traditional clothes. Just thrift online thrifting for traditional clothes. Oh, my opinion is that it doesn't work on the Chinese population. Why? Because right, you look at Chinese New Year. Everyone wears like some oppa or something. No one cares about wearing traditional. What is clothes. that? Really. Yeah, nobody wears traditional clothes for Chinese New Year. Everyone no, they wear the they wear the the red dress. The everyone has it. Even I have it. The the red dress. Come on. I have never seen any oh, of my cousins. Uh, my God. Or people wear it for Chinese New Year. Okay, no, so no. I guess this doesn't work. And I have like hundred plus relatives that I visit every single year. No, but what if it's like a wedding, like this one? I mean, everyone wears it. Okay, don't wedding, people can wed- on it. your doing your own yeah, wedding. Then, then yes, but. I mean, other than a wedding, do you really use it? People wear this for a wedding. No, you wear it only during Chinese New Year. Nobody wears it during Chinese New Year. It's very little. Okay, I mean, these people are stalking at photos. It's a very small. This is for the listeners' information. I mean, it's a very small niche audience in Singapore, especially because like Singapore Chinese, they tend not to want to wear traditional. Interesting. Yeah, but I think this would work for like the Indians and the Malays. Yeah. Because. We still wear traditional clothes most you, of the time. Have next time Chinese yeah, New Year. Yeah, so next week are having festival, man. So next yeah. Chinese New Year, you stock the all the Chinese. See what they're wearing. Let's then, see. then you see, right? They're wearing like all <laughs> Post the. Post your photo on Instagram so that we can see as well. Yeah, I'll be going to everyone, all my Chinese friends' house, and be like, oh, I just want to see outfits. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you for your time. I think then then you have to request them to wear, or cause there's a high chance that they're not going to be yeah, wearing it. Yeah, probably. 
Um, but yeah, that was another. Um, I don't remember the name of the actual startup though. But that was really interesting. The reason why I say generation gap is my when I spoke about it to my mom, she was like, "Okay," but my aunt was like, "I won't get a used cloth for like a festival. I would buy something new, you know." But our generation is more of like, it fits, it's nice, thrifting is cool, it's sustainable. Why not? But I don't necessarily think the elder generation views it that way. I mean, I'm of the opinion that I won't use it lah because uh. Thrifting isn't really something that I would go for. Something that I would agree with Zevir as well. Oh, both of you don't don't thrift. I don't thrift much. Like in terms of clothes, I don't. But in terms of accessories, yeah. In terms of cars and bikes, I love it. I mean, in terms of clothes, for me, I prefer to buy uh, fresh ones. No, it's not fresh ones. It's just that I always I only buy from a certain shop, uh, uh. a few shops. Oh yeah, we get it. And when I buy from those few shops, I usually buy the stuff that's in season. Okay, makes sense. Makes so, sense. So I mean, so there's no nothing fresh, for the but but into a particular shop. And and the shops that I I buy from are not available in Singapore. Oh, man's loaded. Um, but <laughs> I, for me as well, something. Some point that I can agree with Xavier. Even the clothes that I have are mm. not from Singapore. Like it's too tough for me to find a T-shirt or a shirt that fits my body. Like ah. because my body's structure is kind of weird. Interesting. Interesting. I never knew that. I mean, yeah, okay, we, it's yeah, okay. it's really information for you people. But yeah, that's all from my side. And anything else we have to add upon? Nope. So I guess this episode would be out after Diwali. So our belated Diwali wishes to all the yes. Indian community over there, if possible, please share your sweets with us. Okay, we are roaming on the NUS campus, so <laughs> you can share it with me. Basically, I don't know with the other two, but I'm here on the campus. You can see me on engineering block. So if you see me share sweets with me, let us enjoy them together. Uh, belated Diwali wishes, and this is our Dotan Shah Rosha. It's Lakshmi, and it's Javier. We are signing off from this episode of Broke No More, and you're listening to Radio Pulse, the, the sound, sound of, of NUS. Yes, see you soon. Tada! Bye bye. Take care.